0: So often those people, those team members need to borrow some of your belief. I want you to tell them assertively and boldly and deliberately, here's what I see in you. Here's the strengths. Here's the talents. Here's the passions. Here's what I believe is possible for you. Here's where I see you going in your career. Here's where I see you going even as a dad or as a mom. Here's where I see you going as a leader. Here's the role that I see you could play in this business. And what would it look like for you to impart some vision into someone assertively and allow them to borrow some of your belief? Be assertive. Well, hey there, if we have not yet met, my name is Alex Judd. I'm the founder of Path for Growth, and this is the Path for Growth podcast. Now, as a business, we exist to help impact driven leaders step into who they were created to be so that others benefit and God is glorified. Well, we're smack dab in the middle of a series on the topic of vision. And this whole series is rooted in a principle that says aim is essential. As human beings, we are aim seeking creatures. We are all asking the question subconsciously or consciously, where am I going? And that question is nested organizationally in another question, where are we going? As a leader, it's one of your greatest responsibilities, but opportunities to define vision. And we said that as leaders approach that topic of vision, oftentimes it operates in a hierarchy. There's survival-based vision, which is really, how do I keep the doors open? How do I keep the lights on? How do we just stay in business? There's service-based vision, which although it's representative of contentment and stewardship can be really dangerous because it's focused on serving the status quo and it's not thinking broadly and proactively about the future. And that's why we said that it's one of your greatest responsibilities as a leader to not just have a survival-based vision, to not just have a service-based vision, but to have a expansionary vision. That's what we walked through in episode two of this series was five steps for creating an expansionary vision. And that really sets us up for today because we're going to talk about catching, casting, and coaching vision. And I think it's really important for us to walk through those three actions individually because if you look at the business and leadership space today, whether it's in articles or books or podcasts or courses, so much of the discussion and conversation surrounding vision is on the topic of casting vision. Now, obviously, I think casting vision is really important. It's gonna be one of the elements that we talk about today. But what I want you to understand is that it's not the only one, and it may not even be the most influential. So let's first start with catching vision. As a leader, you get this incredible blessing and this incredible opportunity to catch a vision of the future that doesn't currently exist. Now, we talked a little bit about how to define that vision in the previous episode in this series, but what I'm really talking about when I talk about catching vision is whenever I have conversations with leaders about this topic, a lot of times the question that comes up is like, how do I even begin to do this? How do I begin to imagine? How do I begin to dream boldly and think big? What like what's the process? What are the steps? And I think one of the things that makes this really challenging is that you can't manufacture it and it's not necessarily a process, but it's also not entirely mythical. There is something methodical to how you can catch some vision. And what we need to understand are the principles that are at play. Proverbs 29, 18 is often referred to in discussions surrounding vision because it says where there is no vision, the people perish. Now, I know that if you read into the commentaries on this verse, it's talking about the prophetic law in that verse. And it's saying that in the absence of prophetic law, people often cast off restraint But I also think that there's incredible value and reality to the verse the way that we often read it, which is where there is no vision, the people perish. People dwindle, wither, and die if they lack hope that tomorrow could be better than today. And so when we're talking about vision, we're talking about imagining, creating an image of a desired future, a better tomorrow, a hopeful depiction of what could be. And one of the things that I found really helpful on this topic of catching vision is Eugene Peterson's translation of that verse in the message version of the Bible. Here's what he says. When people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals— then they will be most blessed. I'm going to say it again because I think it's so important. When people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. Have you ever been that person that you're so focused on looking down and in the at your life, at your problems, at your challenges, at your day-to-day activities and efforts, that you're blind. You can't see what God is doing. You have no vision for the way God is working. And therefore, you lack a sense of gratitude, you lack a sense of meaning, and you lack a sense of hope. And it says that when we do that, we stumble all over ourselves. The thing that trips us up isn't even circumstances or the reality or the marketplace. It's not those things that cause us to stumble. We stumble over ourselves. But when we attend to what he reveals, then they will be most blessed. Now, this is a little bit of a spiritual way to look at the topic of vision, but I think vision is an incredibly spiritual thing. When we attend, think about attend, we're talking now about your attention. When we put our mind's eye and our heart and the soul of our being on what God is revealing, then we will be most blessed. I I think this is at the core of what it takes to catch a compelling vision. It's attending to what God has revealed and that forces you to ask the question, God, what are you revealing to me right now? It causes you to take inventory, to take stock of your business, of the team that you've been given, of the community that you've been placed in, of the resources that you've been blessed with. It takes you to look at all of these things that God is doing and not saying, God, I'm going to go on this journey. Will you support the journey that I'm going on? It's saying, where's God at work and how do I get in on that? This is the paradigm shift. I love that idea that Abraham Lincoln presented in the Civil War when a bunch of people were barraging him with questions about, don't you think God is on the Union side? Don't you think God is on the Union side? Don't you think God supports the North? And he's famous for saying back to those people, I think we should spend less time asking, is God on our side? And we should spend more time asking, are we on his? Because God is always right. And so maybe. Your goal in catching vision is to just have a clear understanding of where God is at work and to try and get into the flow of what God is doing with the blessings that he's given you. And so for me, this is a very prayerful activity. And the thing that I need to constantly remember is that prayer is meant to be conversational. And I never enter into any conversation with anyone and just say, speak, 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 speak to me now. I'm expecting something good. Speak to me. I I don't enter any relationship or any conversation like that. So why so often do I think that my conversations with God should go like that? Rather, it's a conversation where there's reciprocity, where there's back and forth, where there's communication on my part and there's listening on my part. Now, I know that there can be a lot of discussion and distinction around, okay, well, what does it look like for God to audibly speak? Here's what I I really believe. All good things come from God. And we know that the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray is Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Well, what is the kingdom of God? Well, the kingdom of God is what is good and right. And beautiful and true. And so when we're talking about getting in on what God is doing to listening to what God is saying, I'm not saying you're necessarily going to hear an audible voice. What I am saying is when you attend to a question about what would it look like to steward this business in such a way that it was good, that it was right, that it was beautiful and that it was true if I were to do the most good and the most right and the most beautiful and the most true with this business, what would that look like? And what's crazy is this is true conversationally. The quality of your conversations often reflects the quality of your questions. And if you start to ask, what would it look like for my team to be a good team? And what would it look like for us to run this business in a way that was right? And what would it look like for the service that we provide our customers to be beautiful? It's crazy how as you ask those questions, you know what often happens to me? Vision appears. I start to have images. I start to see things. And I can't tell you if those are directly God zapping me with image, or if it's partially my unconscious, or if it's Holy Spirit driven. I don't know the how, and the good news is I don't have to know the how. What I do know is that all good things come from God, and that's part of the process of collaborating with and participating in the God of the universe, giving you the responsibility to steward the things that you've been blessed with. So when we talk about catching vision, we're talking about spending prayerful time asking yourself the question, what would it look like to steward this business in the way that was most good, right, beautiful, and true in the future? Because that would be glorifying of God. And then dare to dream of things that might not yet exist. Dare to pursue a future that you may not have a ton of precedent for. Don't think from a posture of scarcity. Think from a posture of abundance. Don't operate from obligation. Operate from overflow. Get on offense with this. You get to do this. And that's such a blessing. So why don't we maximize it? You got to start with catching vision. And you know you've got it whenever you've got this image of something that you just get so excited about, you almost can't wait to get to work. That brings us to casting vision. Now, once we've gone through the process described in the previous episode and we've really documented and detailed what the vision charter looks like, then I'm going to tell you that the best way to cast vision originally, initially, is in the context of a full team meeting. There's something powerful about getting everyone all together in the same meeting. And I want you to know that like the tone of the meeting really matters here, right? Craig Rochelle always says that before you communicate anything, It's helpful to ask, like, what do I want people to know? Well, we want them to know the vision, right? And we want them to know where the business is going, crystal clear. What do I want them to feel? I want them to feel energized and inspired. I want them to feel empowered. I want them to feel like they're included. And then what do I want them to do, right? I want them to be about the business of thinking proactively about what's coming next, So what are you going to share in this meeting? Well, in this meeting with your full team, I want you to share, number one, why the vision matters, and that's going to connect directly to your mission. And I'll tell you, like in the process of sharing why the vision matters, it would be so powerful if you could tell a story of one of your customers that connects to this desired vision of the future. So that can look like saying, hey, we have this incredible story about how we were able to engage with this customer. We coincide with them. We were able to serve them and it impacted them so positively. And now part of this vision is we want to do that with more people in a more systemized way. That's why this matters is because the work that you do has a positive impact on people's lives. You want to share a why that people are like, okay, this isn't just a goal for the sake of a goal. There's a motive behind this goal. Why the vision matters. Number two, then we're going to go to where the business has been. Especially if you have people that have been on the team for a long time, what you don't want to do is neglect all the work that it took to get to where you are. I used to know someone that used to always say, it's so crucial that you remind your team that they are standing on the shoulders of giants. I love that image because I think it captures what we're talking about here. We want to tell the story of the business. We want to convey where the business has been. And there's another reason why this is so important. We don't want to undervalue the work that it took to get to where we are today, but also we want to make sure that the people that get to experience the reality that we're in today never take it for granted, but rather exercise gratitude and not entitlement. Because what is entitlement? Entitlement is I deserve this. And entitlement exists when people aren't keyed in or clued in to all the work that it took to make today happen. So you wanna share regularly where the business has been, not from a posture of resentment, not from a posture of like, oh my gosh, the past was so horrible, we're going into a better future. But rather from saying, we never wanna forget where we came from and what it took to get to where we are today because we are so grateful for where we are today. Then we're gonna go into where the business is today. Max Dupree says that the first responsibility of leadership is to define reality. And so I want you to call out the good things that are going on today. I want you to call out the strengths of the business. I want you to call out the opportunities of the business. But I also want you to call out the weaknesses and the threats associated with where the business is today. And this actually connects to the definition that we use for leadership at Path for Growth. At Path for Growth, we say leadership is taking people from here to there. And so often in these vision casting meetings, we get really excited about sharing the story about where we're going and painting the picture of where we're going. And of course, like that's essential. And that's what we're going to do in this meeting. But you know, what's also really powerful is you got to make sure you got people bought in to we cannot stay here. You want people to be grateful about where we've come from, You want them to be aware of where we are in the present, and then you want to build the case for why we have to continue moving forward and continue getting better and continue growing. So, yes, you want to point out the strengths and the opportunities and the positives and the recognition associated with where the business is right now, but you also want to point out the weaknesses and the deficits and the threats associated with where The business is right now. And you want to clarify it in such a way that people come to the conclusion almost on their own that they're like, oh my gosh, we can't stay here. We got to move. We got to grow. We got to get better. It's not because today is bad. It's not necessarily bad. It's just, it could be so much better. And that's what vision is rooted in. It's rooted in the question, what could this be? And man, you know you're good at casting vision when you can get people foaming at the mouth, excited for you to share this is the future that we're moving towards. So we're going to share why the vision matters. We're going to share where the business has been, where the business is, and then we're going to build up anticipation for where the business is going this is where you get to really share the vision. You want to share the vision charter with people if that's the format you're using. I would recommend, and this is what we teach within the coaching community, print it out and give everyone a printed copy and you're going to walk through it methodically. And we're going to talk about how you do that here in just a second. But even beyond that, I want you to tell a story. I want you to paint a picture. I want you to give us metaphors of what this is going to look like, right? And so when we cast vision for our team related to our... Our vision statement, which is we are operationalizing the way that we create and deliver value by September of 2024, the way that we kind of give people an image of this is we use metaphors. We say, think about a Chick-fil-A. Put yourself in a -A Chick-fil-A drive-thru and think about how efficient it is, but think about also how effective it is and think about how human it is. That's what great operations looks like. We want to bring the operational excellence that Chick-fil-A brings to the chicken business to one-on-one coaching for impact-driven leaders who own or run a business. So we're gonna take something that people are already familiar with and we're gonna connect it to this future that we want them to start becoming familiar with. And what's crazy is as you give people metaphors and as you give people stories, they start to connect the dots and they say, okay, well, it can be like that. And they start to think about, okay, well, what are the practices that Chick fil A does and how do I transfer those into what we do every single day? We often cast a vision for our coaching team and we say, we tell our coaching team, we want this to be the Navy SEALs of one on one coaching for impact driven leaders that own or run a business. And what's crazy is that's one sentence, but there's so much meaning packed into a metaphor that you can see that People's eyes are lifted towards a higher standard and people are more aligned with the level of excellence that we're expecting from our coaches. We want you to give people an image of where the business is going. And then finally, you're gonna communicate what the team can expect. And there's three specific expectations that I wanna make sure you communicate. Uh, Number one, we will be creating a plan for working towards this vision and tracking progress along the way always, the, the thing that people are going to ask is how. And what you want to tell them is we're working on how and like how is going to be a process. The thing that we know to be for sure is this is where we're going. We're moving in that direction. We are figuring out how in, along the way. And the way we do that within pathway Growth is a quarterly strategic planning meeting and a weekly strategic accountability meeting. And if you're interested in that, I would really recommend you would check out our coaching community because that's where we teach you how to install those meetings. Number two, you want to communicate. This is going to be a full team effort. It's going to take all of us and everyone in the room is going to have a role to play if we're gonna reach where we're going three years from now. And then number three, if team members have ideas on how to best achieve this vision, then they should bring them to their leader. So you wanna make sure that as people start to think about like, oh my gosh, what's my role and how can we do this? What's crazy is the minute you give people a compelling and clear there, they almost start to immediately connect to the dots and start to think about things on the front lines. And you wanna make sure you open the doors for those conversations to happen. Now, a couple more recommendations for the casting of vision. Uh, Number one, it's really helpful to have multiple voices and multiple leaders share pieces of the vision. Oftentimes, uh, the CEO will share the vision and it's just them talking for an hour straight. That can be really unengaging. It can also be a lot to expect from that CEO. And it also neglects the reality that this is going to be a full team effort. It's really helpful to empower leaders on the team to share about where the business is going to the team as a whole. Number two, print it so everyone has a copy. There's something about having something tactile and tangible that conveys a level of seriousness that's really good and helpful. And then finally, it's always good to leave time for questions. And so at the end of this meeting and future meetings like it, because I would recommend you don't just cast vision once, vision leaks is what Andy Stanley would say. So you wanna cast it over and over and over again. Always leave time for questions because that's where people really get to participate in the process. So we said we're going to catch vision. That's a really prayerful process. Then we're going to cast vision, and that's really intentional communication. And now I want to talk about coaching vision. Here's what I know to be true. Some of the most powerful vision conversations that I've ever had in my career did not occur in a massive meeting with a big stage and a charismatic speaker. They occurred in a one-on-one conversation over a cup of coffee with a leader that believed in where we were going and believed in my ability to help us get there. And what's crazy is I've had exposure to a lot of leaders who have been able to do that for me. And I'm so grateful for that. And now I get to sit in a position where I get to do that for other people. And I will tell you, vision is one of my primary responsibilities as the CEO of this business. And the greatest, most influential action that I take as it relates to that responsibility is the coaching of vision. It's having one-on-one conversations with people that helps them and encourages them to connect the dots of this big and bright future to where they are at personally and individually today. So when we think about the topic of coaching, how should we unpack what that looks like? Well, obviously... Coaching is the bread and butter of our business. It's what we do and it's what we train people to do for other business owners around the country. So there's so much that I could tell you about this, but I just want to highlight really one of the foundational pieces of training that we offer anyone that becomes a coach for our organization. That's the five qualities of effective coaching. When you sit down with someone to coach vision, we want it to fit into these five qualities. Number one, relational. You want them to feel seen. You want them to feel known and you want them to feel cared for because whether they know it or not, people are always approaching you with a question subconsciously or consciously, does this person care about me? And what's that line that Teddy Roosevelt first said? People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Maybe put another way, people don't care how much you know until you show how much you care. And so it's really important that when you sit down for these one-on-one meetings, you show that you care about them as a person. You show that you care about their family. You show that you care about their goals, their aspirations, their dreams. This is not just a coffee conversation where I sit down and talk at you about where the company is going, regardless of what you're doing and where you're at. No, this is a conversation where I wanna know where you're at and I wanna be emotionally invested in the fact that this is gonna have an impact for you personally. This connects to you as a human being. This is gonna have an impact for your family. This is gonna have an impact for who you could be. You wanna connect relationally. The second quality is curious. You know the principle. Good leaders give answers to people. Great leaders extract answers from people. You could spend all your time in this meeting talking at them. I'd rather you spend your time asking remarkable questions. Like, what did you think about the vision that we shared the other day? Where do you see yourself fitting into all of that? What is your personal vision for yourself? Not even just for your career. Where do you see yourself going within this business over the course of the next three years? How do you think you could best contribute to where we're trying to go as an organization? What are the strengths and talents and passions that you have that you want to make sure I'm aware of as we start chasing this vision? Those are all just examples of curious questions that you can ask to start drawing out a person's thoughts, ideas, and passions as it relates to this vision. And a couple things are going to happen out of that. Number one, you're going to get a lot of really good thoughts and you're going to get exposure to what people on the front lines are thinking about. And that's what great CEOs do. But the second thing is you're going to increase their level of buy-in and understanding. Here's what I want you to know. People don't learn something when you say it. People learn something when they say it. Give them the opportunity to talk about, to verbally process, to understand the vision and to understand and connect the dots of how they fit in. Be curious. The third quality is that we want to be assertive. So this is interesting because it's kind of the counter to being curious. There are times and you need to choose them specifically, deliberately, and effectively, but there are times where you need to make bold choices direct declarative assertions. And as it relates to this topic of vision, here's how you can coach vision into someone with assertions. Tell people about what you believe is possible for them. So often you believe more is possible for your people than they might believe for themselves. And so often those people, those team members, need to borrow some of your belief. I want you to tell them assertively and boldly and deliberately, here's what I see in you. Here's the strengths. Here's the talents. Here's the passions. Here's what I believe is possible for you. Here's where I see you going in your career. Here's where I see you going even as a dad or as a mom. Here's where I see you going as a leader. Here's the role that I see you could play in this business. And what would it look like for you to impart some vision into someone assertively and allow them to borrow some of your belief? Be assertive. Number four, we want to be directional. So remember the way we define leadership. We said leadership is taking people from here to there. In this conversation, you want to be the leader that challenges your team member to grow, to move forward, to expand, to get better. And so we don't just wanna leave this conversation at the conversation. Maybe it would be good to ask them a question like, okay, given where we are today and given where you are today, what's one area that you really wanna focus on growing for you to go from where you are currently to where you wanna be. What's the first step? How could you start contributing? We're all as an organization moving along this path, doing new things to get new results. What are some of the new actions you wanna be taking? Or what are some of the things you need to be learning? Or what are some of the books you want to be reading to help us move to where we're going? And so you wanna be directional. We wanna operate with some intentionality about it. And then finally, effective coaching is principle-based. So whenever we focus on coaching vision, what we don't wanna get too boiled down in is looking down and in at where we're at today. You want to equip this person with principles for moving forward into the future. This is such an incredible opportunity for leadership development, because what we always say is that as a leader, if you wanna make someone's day better, help them solve a problem. If you wanna make someone's life better, help them learn a principle. And so as they start going along this journey, they start taking new actions to get new results, They start learning new things because we're expanding as an organization and they're expanding as an employee and as a person. What you want to do is you want to constantly be asking them the question, what are you learning right now? What's your takeaway from that? What's the lesson that's embedded in this that you want to remember moving forward? You want to make sure you're assisting them by extracting the principles associated with their growth because those principles can be applied to a multitude of other areas and can help them become someone that thinks like a leader instead of someone that reacts. So, let's review those five qualities again. We want to be relational, curious, assertive, directional, and principle-based. And so it's those three actions in tandem. And yes, all of these relate to where we're going three to five years from now and the process for creating a vision charter and everything associated with that. But it also relates to the actions that you should be doing ongoing always as a leader. You should always be catching vision of what's possible and you should be getting in on what God is doing. You should always be casting vision of sharing what you see for the future In terms of the organization, in terms of the team, in terms of the customers, in terms of the individuals that you're talking to. And that brings us to coaching vision. You want to have one-on-one conversations that are focused on unleashing the best in others, that are focused on developing people. Because oftentimes the most influential way to transfer vision to other people is not from a stage, but it's in a one-on-one conversation. Coaching vision. Y'all, obviously this whole topic of vision is one of the 12 fundamentals for healthy growth that are really the playbook that we teach within our Path for Growth coaching community. If you want access to that lesson that really walks you through the step-by-step process for creating a vision charter and rolling that out to your team, that's available right now for free for 14 days. That's right, we're gonna give you access to all of the 12 fundamental lessons for healthy growth And it'll give you an excellent opportunity to just kick the tires and check out what we're doing within the Path for Growth community. I really believe so much in the value that we could add to you. As an impact-driven leader that owns or runs a business, I just want so bad for you to check this out. So if you're interested in that lesson and the 14-day free trial, you can click the link that's in the show notes or go to pathforgrowth.com. Y'all, we're so grateful for you. We're rooting for you. We want to see you win. Remember, my strength is not for me. Your strength is not for you. Our strength is for service. Let's go, let's go, let's go.